Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, you reached the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Liz. And Matt. And tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Plus, we have three days until Christmas, so... Hand out some Week 16 presents, including a final round of applause for Jason Garrett. Some love for Cliff Kingsbury. Our condolences to the long-gone Seattle backfield. And some mad props to the offensive juggernaut known as the Miami Dolphins. We've got some thoughts on all the Week 16 games, so listen up. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. It is week 16, Sunday night. Liz Loza, Matt Harmon, Brett Raider, Ragu, don't even try to get me to say your last name. We are here for it. Welcome. It's also the first night of Hanukkah, so happy Festival of Lights for those of you who celebrate. Last Sunday night of the fantasy season. And um, we are, where are we? I've been away from my family for four months. I don't even know how many days out from Christmas are we? Three. My children say like there that? is an advent calendar that they put things on, but I have yet to check it. Oh man, those are kind of nice. I always, I always liked the advent calendar growing up. I didn't get one of those growing up. Hashtag single mom life. So my kids have one. Um, but uh, it is what we're three days away from Christmas. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of Christmas, Matt. Speaking of, I would like to thank the Philadelphia Eagles because they have given me the biggest football gift. Not just. Not fantasy football gift, because if you started Zach Ertz, you're probably bummed by that hip, that rib injury. Uh, But they gave me the biggest football gift of the season, which was beating the Dallas Cowboys, which should. That's that's the caveat here. Should ensure a Jason Garrett firing, which means, as we discussed on the episode earlier in the week, we don't have to talk about him and any damn field goals in 2020. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys, no more like awful fourth down decisions. Well, hopefully. I don't know. I still don't really try. <laughs> no more having Amari Cooper not on the field. And not knowing why. Right. And not knowing why. Like, he, you know, that was unbelievable, too. After the game, Jason Garrett has no idea why he wasn't on the field or, or the reporters had to remind him there were multiple stretches where he exited the game. Like, what? What is Jason can, Garrett? Can we just clap you? for him? This is the moment. Well done. Clap for the clapper. What gift did in this matchup between Dallas and Philadelphia did you receive? Wait, are we giving them a gift or are they giving us gifts? I just like any gifts. gifts. You're getting gifts, you're giving gifts, whatever it is you want to do. Gift it out. Okay, because I mean, the Eagles did nothing for me gift wise, like uh, other than it's like it's fun. I'm enjoying, I still am enjoying seeing kind of the new uh, 
wave of the Eagles. Uh, Dallas Goddard goes nine for 91. Uh, Greg Ward, 71 yards. Like that middle of the field action for the Philadelphia Eagles is spicy. Miles Sanders sliding instead of scoring a touchdown, much to the chagrin of many a fantasy. He went full Westbrook. Yeah. Now that is, that is uh, carrying on the legacy of a great Eagles back right there. But if I was to give, a gift to the Philadelphia Eagles because you know they're you know they actually I take it back the Eagles got a gift in that you if all goes to plan and they are the NFC East winner they are going to be facing a wildly undermanned Seahawks team in round one of the playoffs they're going to get that NFC East playoff win that we have guaranteed on the podcast but I still would love to get them a gift of like a real outside wide receiver let's see this team because I'm, I'm impressed with the eagles like finding other ways to win mm-hmm. but it's still not a fun watch i think that's i think that's fair and also I, I feel like this dallas cowboys i mean after the debacle with amari cooper today i don't imagine a situation in which they pay him yeah uh i mean it's so hard because i know there might even be a conspiracy here right <laughs> What do you mean? Well, he wasn't on the field, so he couldn't pad his stats. So when he goes into a negotiation, like the numbers aren't there for him. Well, I remember when he was like looking at trying to get Michael Thomas money after that happened. Like, girl, please, like, you know who you are, know what you are capable of, and you're not capable of what Michael Thomas is. And like, I still think, and I know like some people just think Amari Cooper is like this absolute stud receiver. I still think he's too inconsistent on a game-to-game route-to-route basis to be like an elite number one receiver uh the production did not tell that story early in the season but it's not as if he's ending the year with this tremendous bang I don't know about conspiracies but I do think like in the offseason that is going to be like a conversation worth having because they have to franchise tag Dak but there's no way there and then what do they do with Cooper do they try to sign into that long-term deal or do they just let him walk into the wilderness Fantasy-wise, where are you drafting Ezekiel Elliott, assuming top five at the top of 2020? Like, where in that top five? Because we know CMC is going number one. Kenyon Drake's going number two. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, Nick Chubb's probably going in the top three. Uh-huh. Is Cream, Cream Hunt's a free agent, right? He's not. I think he was just on, like, a one-year one prove year it, deal. right? Yeah, yeah. So he could, yeah, Chubb could be, like, the dude next year. Like, well, he's he still, the dude most even of the with. Kareem Hunt in the mix averaged yeah, over 20 opportunities per game. Um, I think he'd be right up there. He's going to be right up there with like the third overall pick, you mm-hmm. know, debating between like Barkley and him probably at number two. So speaking then of stud running backs, let's move over to the New Orleans Titans matchup, New Orleans, Tennessee matchup, because our boy Alvin Kamara <laughs> finally scored not once, but twice. He also caught six balls for 30 yards. This was it. Yeah. This was what we drafted him. This is what we had been saying was going to happen since, oh, I don't know, the week after the bye. Did you hear from your buddy James Rodea at all? No. (laughs) He's radio (laughs) silent. Like, legit. (laughs) But he did text me this question, and I did not answer it directly because I thought it would make a nice conversation for the podcast. Legitimately. (laughs) (laughs) That's big of you. (laughs) He's a generous season when he won. Um, where are you drafting Alvin Kamara next year on the heels of this disappointing effort? Oh, uh, probably. You know, there's going to be all those hashtag frick, burnt people. Frickin' right? two, two overall. <laughs> probably. You think so? I think yeah. so many people are going to, like I the mean, David Johnson. I mean, we were wrong about David Johnson this year. but Sort the of, for a while. Takes, you know, after after a while. He got hurt. 
no one's really talking about the fact that that probably he was good to start the year like until he got hurt which yeah, definitely exactly. you know negatively impacted his production but alvin kamara so cmc number one ezekiel elliott number two yes Although I'm close with Barkley, though, too. I would say Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, three, four, Kamara, five. Right. Well, they're all after Kenyon Drake, who, of course, is one point. Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, and I, Brett Hundley as well. Oh, uh, yeah. You got it. Well, those super flex leagues, yeah, you got to yeah, get exactly. Brett Hundley. I got a question about that, but we'll wait. Hold on. All right. No. Um, right now, I'm going CMC, Kamara, Barkley, Zeke. Chubb. You're take locking on Kamara. I'm not take locking. The, he the guy's been hurt all year. Mm-hmm. Did you see like uh, I'm not saying that I'm not saying what I guess I'm not asking you for your rankings. I'm asking you what oh, you I th- anticipate. I, th- I thought you said you. I, thought I you mean said, like you, the people, whatever. You're one of the uh, people. The people, like, the sheep. Sure. Yeah. Uh the herd, I Where think. Where do will, you anticipate he will go? Behind Barkley and, and, Zeke. and Zeke. Yeah. Same. Um Derrick Henry on the other side of this matchup. It was an absolute. It was like the reverse of last year. He didn't come on until the playoffs, and this year he got you to the playoffs. And then that bulky hammy definitely pieced, pieced out. him. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's a shame. I really hope he plays next week because the Titans are winning in, and I really want to see the Titans in the playoffs over the Steelers, of course. So I really hope Henry got the rest he needed in this game. It's not that like Deion Lewis was necessarily bad. Um. He has been like invisible all year but lewis did catch a 19 yard pass and he was solid on the ground he's just, he's not an every down back no, right he's just a, i don't all. think his frame can handle a workhorse load um all right so are you giving a gift to either the saints or the titans i'm giving the gift of oh man there's a lot i'd love to give the titans like i'd love to give them obviously a gift of derrick henry a christmas miracle of being healthy next year mm-hmm. i mean next week but for next season, I want to see them – I want to give them the gift of uh, clarity when it comes to the Ryan Tannehill situation because this is going to be a tough one, right? I think these these negotiations will be a, will be a tough one. I think he's going to get the franchise tag most likely. But it's just like how much do you commit to this guy who's been so efficient, um, been really the turning catalyst of your team? But again, like what is that – what is that word? Not negotiate scared is no. my thought. Like you put him on a one to two year deal. Maybe you give him a two year limited time deal and two let him good. see if he if he wants to test the market. You got to let him test the market. This is the wilderness you talk about. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't think like he is going to want to walk when he's got A.J. Brown. Yeah, helping him. I think these two teams will see that like we're better together than we would be apart. Like as much as the Titan, I, the Titans definitely don't want to walk into quarterback quarterback wilderness because they've lucked into not having to do that. Like they they would love to sit here, sit here with with Ryan Tannehill because he's the one that kind of helped them, them avoid that potential wilderness going into this offseason because Marcus Mariota, like, you know, is obviously dust. Yeah. I think I the gift that I would want to give to Tennessee, they already have, and it's Jonu Smith, who again, with Adam Humphreys out of the lineup, found the end zone. He has been an absolute... If you want to talk about connections that Tannehill has made and little clues for next year, I mean, obviously the connection with A.J. Brown is massive, but also... Um, Jonu Smith has been a revelation for this team. He was drafted to replace, to be the heir to Delaney Walker, comp similarly to Walker throughout the draft process three years ago. And now... It's that next man up thing it's happening yeah. and, and and he's delivering. So 
Let's move on to the next matchup, which is the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Oh, the Bird Bowl. Let's do it. Uh, I, I have a weird question. Okay. So seeing Kyler Murray get injured and seeing him be disappointed by it, right? Everyone's talking about, we talked on one of the halftime shows, you made the point that like Kyler Murray could be a um, top five quarterback. Yep, light version of Lamar Jackson. Right, for, for 2020 in terms of production. And then Brett Huntley comes in and we were all groaning about it, right? So I have to ask, and I know it's a marriage, we've also talked about that. What's better, Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury? I think these two guys together, like the, you said, it's the marriage and like it works best when they are together. Like, I don't think you could have had one be successful without the other. Maybe. Although the thing that has impressed me so much about Cliff Kingsbury, and we talk about this on the halftime segment, too, is his ability to adjust. So, like, who am I coming out of 2019 more impressed with? I think I'm more surprised by Cliff Kingsbury. Yep, that's it. You're right. But I'm more I'm more impressed with Kyler Murray because of just what he's done but i'm more surprised by what we've seen out of out of cliff because there was no like what we didn't know what to expect and kyler murray was the number one overall pick he best roi right like he's not yeah like oh good the number one pick is playing well damn what a surprise but kingsbury's ability to move from the four wide to using two tight end sets and also as a rookie nfl coach like you want to talk about rookie nfl coaches like where's the comp to the cleveland browns and and freddie kitchens yeah you know there's certainly and we talk about the the lack of depth that the Cardinals had and what they were able to do versus the richness of the roster in Cleveland. Huge disparity there. I want to talk about Seattle, though, because Chris Carson left this contest with an injury. Out for the season. Which is, I mean, the season's over. Yeah, the season's over, but like he will not be participating in the in playoffs. The a fella named Travis Homer will be there their lead back in the in the postseason. Listen, I don't need Zach Schwartz blowing us up because you're not mentioning CJ Process. On, I've already consulted with Schwartz about this. He he's put out a tweet from his now verified Twitter account, which is that's a hell of a thing. Uh, he says he's he's out of the CJ Process business for oh, good. Okay. Official. Did he borrow the pre- the press release from your people? Are you guys sharing a team now? No, absolutely not. Got it. Okay. I am thinking next year. Like, let's for fantasy purposes as a fantasy podcast. As much as you may not like that. Let's talk about the fact that uh, not Penny Hardaway, he's a basketball player. Rashad Penny uh, is also injured yep. now. Um, for next season, the battle between Carson and Penny, who are you putting all your chips in on? This year it was Carson and you were right. Yeah, it, I think it's still probably going to be Carson. Less severe injury. Penny did show up real good. Penny though. showed up great. But then he, he does incur the injury. I think he'll have the longer rehab. Um, I, I would say the sharp play is probably still this. It's it could probably honestly could play out the exact same way that we see mm-hmm. uh, see how it went down this year, which is just that like, oh, it you know, Carson self starts off the year really hot and Penny comes on later. Lions at Broncos. Give me bluff <laughs> or lock. It's delicious gross <laughs> so delicious this is like a christmas ham i, and b- I don't even need b- ham. before you love love a good christmas ham before you arrived uh in the podcast studio liz brett our fearless producer uh made a, a drew lock aaron Rodgers comparison unironically i, I mean it was, it was being ironic <laughs> after you of all people matt started to Tap your to pat yourself on the shoulder on the back about Deshaun Hamilton hey, having it a took sixteen weeks, man. Even he finally did something. I just say I, what I was trying to say is when you have an elite quarterback, 
you, you know, they spread around the ball. Yeah, with sneaky you know? athleticism and an uncanny ability to extend plays. Even I guys like Alan Lazard pop off. Even guys like Deshaun Hamilton pop off when you have an elite quarterback. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I mean, Tim Patrick has been a thing since, what, week 12? Yeah. Come on. Why, gosh, I would like to give some gifts here. Yep. Drew Locke has obviously been the biggest gift to John Elway's reputation. What a, I think they're going to stick with him. What a classic comeback story. <laughs> um, yeah, he's no. He, I mean, outside of the game in the snow, he's been statistically very good. I mean, he's still like not pushing the ball downfield, but then he doesn't have a ton I of weapons. Brad said it perfectly. I mean, he makes back from back in his in, in his college career in Mizzou. He makes mincemeat out of bad teams, and he struggles against good teams. Like. That is, by the way, this had Matt. So this is the comp. Wow. It's all coming full circle. Had Matt Stafford been under center for Detroit, this would have been Drew Locke looking at what he has the potential to become. Wow. I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. Stafford's having his best year, but I think that that's fair, like in terms of a ceiling comparison. Um, The thing for Drew Locke, like it's worth noting that he doesn't have a ton of help around him. Nope. Uh, I would love line. to. I would love to give him the gift of a real left tackle that uh, his his first move is not holding. <laughs> oh, he gets uh, Garrett Bowles holds in the and you can hear on CBS just wave of booze yeah. coming down there. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's not uh, well liked. I think Mike Lombardi said on his his podcast you could put a Pepsi machine out there at left tackle and it would be it would be better than Garrett Bowles because at least the le- the you'd have to go around the Pepsi yeah. machine he wouldn't hold you. So tough scene. I, I I think they have no reason to not make Drew Locke the, at least the favorite in a quarterback competition next year. Maybe with a veteran, a Mariota type veteran. Our boy Carrion Johnson came back, didn't do a whole bunch. Obviously, like our friends, the uh, the footballers, yeah, the fantasy footballers, the fantasy footballers, they um love Carrion Johnson. One yeah. of them in particular, Jason Moore loved himself some Carrion Johnson right, coming up one. this year. And, yes, that one was. And obviously the injuries, <clears throat> he was out from week eight until now. So half the season. And I am wondering how that is going to affect his stock next year. You know, like this is the second year in a row that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. I would agree. Uh, I don't want to give the Lions any gifts. I'm mad at them right now. I think they've they've, Why are you angry they've not been them? on their best behavior of late, uh, making decisions like bringing Matt Patricia back next year. We saw that the writing on the wall. Yeah, I know. Well, that doesn't just because you see your kid uh, destined to fail in the future doesn't mean you're not mad at him for doing it. Speaking of destined to fail, let's talk about the Steelers and the Jets. Yeah, the Steelers. Let's talk about the Steelers. Like, let's give them all their pats on the back. You know, let's make sure we get TJ Watt in the defensive player of the year conversation. Let's make sure we all give him give him a round of applause for the trade to get Minka Fitzpatrick when they didn't have to give up what ended up being a top five pick. Great stuff. Tomlin, great coaching job. But that's enough. Get him out. I don't need to see. I don't need to see a team. They've gone as far as this um, Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, Duck Field combination <laughs> can possibly bring them. Okay? I, it is kind of fun to watch Devlin Hodges uncork just for the beginning of it. It was, and then for you're a like, "Where's weeks. it gonna go? Where's it gonna go? I don't know it's where the ball's gonna to land. Hell. Like, who knows? You know, it's kind of like a like a card game. Like, will there be even a player on any of the teams near, near where, where the ball going. falls down? Yeah, I mean, the, it's to me, I've lost 
I was look, I was in on Duck like, oh, this is cool. Like he's fearless. He's bringing something to the table that Mason Rudolph certainly like did not bring. Uh, now, though, like, again, we've seen enough like this was already a team that was going to be in transition anyways this year you know Antonio Brown is gone Le'Veon Bell officially gone um and then they lose their quarterback Juju gets hurt doesn't have a very good year James Connors hurt every damn game uh so yeah to me this that's enough of the Steelers yeah Connor I wonder what they're going to do at quarterback in terms of but I wonder if Snell is going to be their their main rusher next year because Connor cannot stay healthy yeah I mean he can't stay healthy and like also he's but he is he is got one more year on a cheap contract so he'll certainly be back and he'll be and he's a local kid in the local markets like that he went to pit uh the over under on this game by the way was 36 and a half and the point total was 26 so wow gross yeah i mean how embarrassing you lose to the adam gase jets just no i think deontay johnson was a nice find for this team yeah and he's someone that needs to be on fantasy raiders i mean radars heading into next year he's going to be part of that glut of wide receiver threes that you hope you throw a dart at and get lucky with depending on obviously what they have under center and what other pieces end up forming this entire offense james washington kind of came on too sure yes he did not in this particular i mean he didn't find the end zone it was deontay johnson that did it in week 16 but yes i agree with you those are two future pieces that the team can can hold on to and feel that that kind of like rose to the top unexpectedly i agree yeah um remember dante moncrief remember that no. Okay, you you shouldn't. Uh, I think the the biggest disappointment from this matchup, other than watching it, was that Adam Gase probably isn't going to get fired now. Yeah, if I could give the give the gift to the Jets, it would be some clarity there too, which is just like don't don't lose the forest for the trees here. Let's just keep keep it moving. Like just take a look around the league at all of my uh, Adam Gase's expats and remind yourself why you definitely need to move on. Le'Veon Bell next year. Do you think he's, I mean, he's going to have to stay because of that contract. And you, but he, is there a way for him to get out of it? Because Gase does, either Gase is going to stay or Bell's going to stay. I cannot fathom another year where they're both there. Yeah, they're they're in a tough spot with this contract. I think he's probably back next year and, and it's just gross. Super, super gross. He needs it. They desperately need to improve the offensive line if they're going to keep Bell as their runner because like his style and a bad offensive line really doesn't fit. Patience, yep. Giants at Washington. I mean, this was a barn burner, as they say. This was thrilling. It was so great. Matt and I both fell asleep while watching it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> actually true. Uh, had to be reminded a few times as to who scored the final touchdown for the Giants. Just Caden <laughs> The Giants, though, like Saquon Barkley's reemergence, it kind of reminds me that they're a pretty exciting offense like in terms of the skill positions. Exciting? They've got that's good skill position players. I yeah. don't think there's anything exciting about this offense. No, it is a nothing. small ball, totally predictable. Yeah, I mean, you're the, like, hashtag running back talent doesn't matter, and it's a team built about around a running back as electric as he may be. I'm not excited to watch the Giants. I'm not excited to watch Daniel Jones. He's the perfect small bl- ball, low-floor, boring, breadstick-eating quarterback. I mean, breadsticks notwithstanding, five touchdowns today. Against Washington. Washington had started to play a lot better coming into this yeah. game. Yep, they sure had. They had. Mm-hmm. Those those are the facts of the matter. They were 2-2 two and two coming into this game. They had had two close games with Philadelphia and the Packers, two teams that are going to the postseason. By the way, like, I don't know that you can use the word floor and Daniel Jones in the same sentence because he has no floor. But he has shown a ceiling in admittedly bad matchups against the Patriots. Not a bad matchup, but three touchdowns. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's three interceptions. I take that back. <laughs> Against the Lions, four touchdowns. The Jets, four touchdowns. Washington, five touchdowns. Again, bad matchups, but the ability to take advantage of those receivers. Evan Ingram's not even here for this matchup. It's not. You got Caden Smith. You don't need Evan Ingram. And also, Evan Ingram obviously is boys with Eli Manning. Get out of here. All right. I've been asking you all day, who would you rather have? Who would you rather build around? Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins? I'm going to change it up. Get ready, Matt. Here's my gift to you. Drew Locke or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Oh, you're such a punk. (laughs) What was I? Please. Was I possibly going to agree? No, probably not. Any gifts you want to give to Washington? I would say I don't want anything to happen to the man but if daniel snyder had some sort of like religious awakening and wanted to go like live with the monks in some eastern land i think that would be good for washington that would be a gift there was a thing in the news a couple weeks ago where the ford family just said hey just letting you know we're not selling to jeff bezos now man if mr bezos could step in there in washington (laughs) little amazon hq3 going on there all right get you get you take you on a little robot from the parking lot yeah. to the to the Forget stadium. fedex field let's amazon prime all of it prime. oh yeah oh prime oh. field prime stadium prime field let's go i will say that washington does have some pieces to be optimistic about although they will inevitably be ruined yeah, by course. snyder and company but terry mclaurin that has been a revelation Dwayne haskins we talked about playing better and better down the stretch right steven sims who was this nobody he was a fantasy damage player, but he has done quite well. I mean, uh, there's no working tight end in this roster or offense right now, right? That's fine. But Trey Quinn was the guy they expected to do something. He could never, didn't matter how many times he drew double-digit targets, didn't matter about his volume. He could never actually put it together. Sims did it very quickly. So I think that that's like a nice, interesting, I don't know if he's going to have fantasy relevance on a week-to-week basis, but this is an Adam Humphreys-esque um, slot receiver that could help a, a green and growing quarterback. Hey, and get your rice cooker. Kelvin Harmon, five for 58 <laughs> on six targets. Probably fell asleep on, yeah. while watching the damn game. Yeah, you're probably right. This backfield, though, remains a mystery because I have to imagine that they're going to draft a running back in 2020. You, you cannot rely on Darius Geis no. at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. And Adrian Peterson is uh, is old. A bajillion years old, yeah. Let's move along to, oh my goodness, the other overtime game that was absolutely stunning. Eyeballs popping between Dalton and Fitzmagic. My goodness. Now the Dolphins did end up winning the contest over the Bengals in overtime by a field goal. So don't worry, Bengals fans. You still got Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if back in October we told someone that, oh man, in week 16, the Dolphins will participate in a barn burner of an offensive performance and their opponent will be the one to clinch the number one overall pick. I don't think that's where we thought this this season was going for the Dolphins. And that's why I think they've already gotten the greatest gift of all, which is, look, draft picks, that's nice. Cap space, totally get why you need that to flush your roster with talent, resources, the whole thing, that's wonderful. But even better, the Dolphins have a legitimate set of players to build around on offense. Fitzpatrick has done it again, breathed life into a new team. Devontae Parker's having a pseudo number one receiver season. Bit players like Albert Wilson and Isaiah Ford stepped up big today. You're going to talk about Mike Gusecki? And, and best of all, your boy, Mike Gusecki, 
Over his last five games, in four of five of them, he's gone four catches and or scored a touchdown in every single in all from four or five of those games. He's coming on. The Miami the schedule down the stretch was the easiest. Um, I mean, no, the best no doubt. Strength and strength schedule, but they optimized those. They they exploited the easy matchups. Both of these quarterbacks, from a fantasy perspective, nearly four over four hundred yards for Fitzpatrick, three ninety six for Dalton, four touchdowns apiece. They are the number. Two and number three most productive players at the position from a fantasy perspective in week 16. It's a beautifully bad shootout. Woo. Joe Mixon, by the way. I mean, he had the stomach bug and we talked on Fantasy Football Live about whether we would trust him, even though the matchup was so good because he was clearly hampered. I said, yes, I'm all in. I was wrong. He did not find the end zone. He only averaged 2.4 yards per carry. Um, so he ended the day with seven, let's say 73 yards total. But. I think moving, I've been the most impressed by him this season, and he's going to remain. Probably he'll end up dropping because of the offense that he's attached to a second round pick, but I would be happy. I would happily take him in the second round. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to think that, you know, new quarterback, maybe AJ Green is back. I don't, I don't know. That, I don't have oh, a good read on go. I don't have let a good read go. on that situation. Oh, my God. Like Elsa into the wilderness, please. Um, also, like, their first round pick this year, Jonah Williams, will be back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot to like. You don't even need a good offensive line. I mean, Mixon has proved that. Theoretically, but it could just make it a lot better for the entire offense if that line is better. Meanwhile, the Dolphins cannot run the ball and they don't have a running back. So let's keep an eye on that situation. And please don't at me about Miles Gaskin. It was one game. Uh, we're going to talk about the third most productive. I'm sorry, the fourth most productive quarterback at the position from a fantasy perspective, Lamar Jackson. Ah. Just he a ho, ho-hum effort. Mm-hmm. What, rushing for over 100 yards. NBD. Through, throwing three touchdowns. Man, what a shame he didn't have five. Mm-hmm. Um, Went into Cleveland and said, yeah, whatever happened in week four doesn't matter. We're the superior team. Me and Mark Andrews, we're just going to carry this whole thing, even if Mark Ingram gets injured. Yep. And that brings me to my gift for them, which is just give them the week off, John Harbaugh. I don't need to see... Mark Andrews was out there limping around in the second half. Lamar Jackson was limping around a little bit in the second half. Mark Ingram, like you said, gets hurt. John Harbaugh says there's he believes there's no structural damage, so get him a couple weeks off. I don't need to see any of these cats until 2020 in the playoffs because I'm actually kind of intrigued by the idea of Robert Griffin running this offense. We haven't seen him play a full game in an offense that's suited for a player of his skills. Last time we saw him, he's playing with freaking Hugh Jackson. Give me a break about that. I, that was going to be the gift I wanted to ask for for myself was actually wanting to watch RG3 because like we saw and talked about in Arizona's offense with Brett Huntley, like I want to see what a player, uh, what a mobile quarterback who's never really been been elevated with with pieces around him in this way and who is not. At least not hurt. since I was in college. Um, I want to see what he can do. I want to see how effective how, how effective this offense really is. Um, and, and if it isn't, then that much more credit due to Lamar Jackson. I completely agree. Um, but you do know, Matt, if the if these starters are set, then uh, perhaps they will not have the the momentum, momentum. heading into the offseason, heading into the postseason. You know, they might not have that uh, blood pumping through their veins, the winner's advantage. They may have lost their competitive edge. After after Saturday's uh, game between the Texans and the Bucks, we need to just fire the term momentum into the sun because everybody just says it. Nobody knows what it means. And like I have I go back and forth on whether I believe in momentum, but it just shut up with like, wow, the Bucks defense, they got they just gave Jameis Winston a lot of momentum. Turnover. Oh, uh, the Texans, they got a lot of momentum. Three and out. Like 
Shut up. Like all things, momentum certainly exists. I think you can, speaking of the Ravens, I mean, I think they they won a Super Bowl because of the lights going out and them, you know, being able to stop a momentum and move forward in a different way. So I think momentum exists, but like all things, the word is overused and now we're going to have to cancel it because we're a cancel culture. <laughs> Damn. Here, you, you heard it here first. Momentum has been canceled. <laughs> Speaking of canceled, can we get down with the Browns? <laughs> Freaking Browns, man. Uh, what gift do we want to give them? I, I, I mean, go away. Like, give us all a gift and go away. Fine. Come get me. I don't want you. Oh, yeah. Come get me. I never said like that was I was also surprised that Jarvis Landry. We didn't really talk about this on the pod, but the fact that Jarvis Landry was accused of last week being one of the players to say, come get me to the opposing sideline to the air to the Cardinals. Right. Because, bro, that contagious. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that, though. Do you ever my first reaction was like, maybe he said, come get me in like a come fight me type of way, you know? Like, come at me. Yeah, come at me type of thing. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that the, you know, Landry comes out and categorically denies it. I just don't, this is the type of stuff I said. I don't don't want to talk about these Browns anymore. I also don't think it's at all helpful to make any predictions about the Browns moving forward because this roster is in flux and the head coach may not be the same. OBJ may may not be back. We don't know which players are going to return. I just know that Nick Chubb is going to be a top five pick. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Wow. Wow. Schwitzing. This was hot. This was, um, I mean, possibly many are saying not even just the game of the day, but perhaps the game of the year. A decade is what I heard. Wow. We are closing we are, out. We're, we're, we're in the middle of our all-decade content. And I, when I think of the National Football League, I think about 24-17 Raiders over the Chargers. Brett has his hands in his face. He is sighing. He's disgusted. What's up with this game, Liz? Give me all your takes. Let's go. Let's go quarter by quarter. First quarter. What caught your eye? I mean, it took a minute for DeAndre Washington to get going. That was a little bit. Woo! I was sweating that one. 23 carries. He got there. Hunter Renfro, though. I mean, you know what? Legit point. You want you want Derek Carr to do something? You give him a nice short yardage target like Hunter Renfro, who is a contested catch expert and plays real hard. And they could probably like go out and have brewskis together, whatever the heck they have, IPAs or some nonsense. Not, not brewskis. I think maybe like a Sunny D over a No good... White Claws. They definitely. Hey, don't on my White Claws. I don't like These white two claws. definitely have White Claws. They together. don't taste good. So that's my big problem. Okay, but it's not about you for a minute. Just okay. One pause. Got it. Cool. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, you can imagine them smashing White Claws together outside at, D- at Derek Carr's pool. Sure. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what what would you like to talk about, dear? No- I got nothing. How about Dar- Darren Waller? It's a shame. You had a good point about how Renfro's return might be bad news for Waller. Next year, are you optimistic about Waller? Yeah, probably. Seventh round pick, probably. That's a little aggressive, but... Tight end position. I think we're going to, I think it's going to be the same for me as like, I'll be, I would be much more willing to look for the next Darren Waller than to chase this Darren Waller. Fair enough. Year. That is an excellent point. Do you think, like, is Philip Rivers going to retire? No, but I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he'll be back with the Chargers, but I could see him just wanting to retire. I could see like, so the, I mean, he didn't want to move to LA. Like, I don't see him yeah. doing the Josh McCown, like, let's go. What's he going to do? Go to Miami and coach up? That well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. Like, I'm going to, I, I thought, going I to thought Cincinnati I, and coaching up Joe yeah, Burrow. I don't. Like, I I think you might be right. I think he might retire. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised either. And then Melvin Gordon's the, another one. Then the Chargers become a very interesting quarterback landing spot. They're, for Andy Dalton? I was thinking for Cam Newton, maybe. That's one team where I could see him. They, I, I could see them making like a big move if they believe they're still in contention. Well, let's talk about Cam Newton, or at least let's no. talk about his current oh. team, question mark? The Panthers, who got, <laughs> who got drowned. They're embarrassed. The they're Colts. so embarrassing. What an awful like just there were some injuries so will greer took had the start Ugh, he was terrible i mean that beard though matt he's so handsome i I, what a bad take what a bad bad take he's he's bad uh by the way the box score for them is freaking hilarious like their receiver box box score 15 for 119 for christian mccaffrey like tough look for all the dude bros who thought oh kyle allen just likes to check down you know what if what if uh what if Will Greer's not good for that? Because Will Greer liked to throw the ball uh deep. Uh, speaking of deep, there goes Mr. Trubisky overthrowing Allen Robinson. Will Greer liked to throw the ball deep in college. Well, give me a break. Like this this goofball wasn't gonna check down a bunch to Christian McCaffrey too. Fifteen catches for him. No one else had more than three. Hundred and nineteen yards too. <laughs> yeah, like no. not just fifteen catches, but like he went for over a hundred almost hundred and twenty yards. Um they got ran DJ over Moore too. got hurt in yeah. this one too, which was part of it. And I think you made an excellent point, and that's something that we should carry over into fantasy acumen for 2020, which is that DJ Moore has basically become quarterback proof in terms of production and as a fantasy asset. I like that a lot. He's a player that I think I will tab next year. I want to see where the ADP lands, but he's someone that I'm interested in acquiring. See, I think my take on him is that like he is the he's a bad quarterback's best friend, not even just like we think of quarterback proof as guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, like no matter who's out there, they're going to sure. produce. I see of him more like the routes that he runs and where he works on the field. That is like it, it's like perfect for a bad quarterback who just wants to take those layup receptions. And that's what DJ was really good at coming out of college too. Indianapolis. Um, who cares? Okay, great. Do you care? I, the only tilting thing was that Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins did share more than I anticipated they would. I don't think they have a ton of incentive to like ram Mac like 25 times again. I mean, they could have like they ran all over Carolina today. I think keep Marlon Mac healthy and fresh going into next year. I mean, get, get, get him a good game, but I don't think they have a ton of incentive to just destroy him here when the season's over. Also interesting that Jordan Wilkins then remains the for now backup to uh, instead of Jonathan Williams like that experiment. Jonathan Williams was fun for a couple weeks. He was. Um, this is a team. If I'm giving a gift, I mean, I'm giving this team some receivers. I agree. Um, and maybe, maybe the foresight to look around a little bit at quarterback too. Maybe I don't think they replaced Jacoby Brissett, but I think they like maybe draft someone, throw a little competition in there. Well, a quarterback competition that I don't really know who's the winner here. I don't know if there are any winners in Jacksonville. It, they went to Atlanta and this I will say, here's a winner in this matchup. It's not Jacksonville. Yes, Atlanta won the game, but also Dan Quinn is the winner. I have been using for weeks that the Falcons are playing harder since the buy in order to save Dan Quinn's job. And that was actually voiced on Mm -hmm. the broadcast, Mm -hmm. putting Arthur Brant Blank in a particularly precarious situation here. I don't know why I am fascinated by the Falcons. I kind of want to hate them every week, but I can't I can't look away. Yeah, I think they're interesting because they have so many talented mm-hmm. players and 
this was, I mean, Devonta Freeman, hello, bro. Where have you, where have you been all my life? You just needed the Jaguars to come to town? Sorry, which... sorry if you started Zeke Elliott instead of Devonta freaking Freeman. I mean, the matchups definitely weighed in Freeman's favor, but. Nine for 74 through the air on 11 targets and a touchdown through the air, a touchdown on the ground and 53 more yards. This was why I drafted Devonta Freeman in the fourth round of all my fantasy drafts. What an idiot. We were expecting. Yeah. It just happened later. Well, that's also evidence of just how bad the Jags defense is and yes. how much they've laid down. Oh, yeah. They're they're so done. They're they're ready to get to the offseason. They're making golf plans. They're uh they're booking vacations. They're not thinking about this anymore. DJ Char clearly much more hurt that and you know what else is I was surprised by? Uh obviously Desmond Trufant was out in this one. Tack McKinley also banged up. DJ Chark only converted two of seven looks. It was Chris Connolly, who also only caught two balls, but was much more effective when he had the uh, ball in his hand. I thought Snack that this ball, receiving yeah. core would do better given the injuries to the Falcons defense. Yeah, I think the problem, too, and this was like why there just isn't much Minshew magic left here is because the offensive line is so bad. The team is so bad. Like early in the year when like Jalen Ramsey's there and they're not getting blown out on defense every single week. It's like, you can keep it close enough. Like, I don't think Minshew's the type of quarterback. It's like, okay, let's spot the other team a 14 point lead and like, go shoot your way out of that hole. I don't, I disagree. I mean, you have the fearlessness of Minshew. I mean, you're right in practice, but in theory, it shouldn't be that way. When you have Chark, who is wildly fast and you have Conley who can, win those 50-50s and you have Minshew who's not afraid to push the ball like you should be able to do that he's not afraid to push the ball but I think the most stunning quality about him was how how little mistakes he made getting to play and I think getting to play on more favorable scripts really helps that that was what caught my eye to, about him to begin with beyond the fact of like the whole intrigue of him we've talked about the Jaguars a lot this year <sighs> I'm ready to shoot them into the sun so let's talk about the Texans at Tampa Bay I mean you want to shoot a lot of stuff in the sun and I feel like this matchup is kind of where you decided things were going to get shot into the sun well I mean I if I have to shoot something to the sun I definitely am not asking Jameis Winston to do it because he might miss it hit He's Pluto miss the sun yep yeah that was really bad a really bad joke but uh I enjoyed making it I uh it. this was Jameis Winston's masterpiece game I think I said this to you earlier uh magnum opus magnum oh yeah that's what I said on Twitter it was, it was his magnum opus because which same thing so yeah are the bucks going to bring back Jameis like he's their starter next year right yep they are um I talked to about this with somebody who would like to remain anonymous and they said that they'd anticipate him coming back on a one to two year deal again similarly to the Tanhill situation like not a lot of money um but give him no competition though no maybe a, maybe a little bit but like just gonna give him two years because there's an and the the reason is there's an inventory issue that is a direct quote like yeah. there is an oh, inventory no, sure. issue and like what are they gonna do I would just hope they get Something more interesting than Ryan Griffin behind Jameis Winston. Because that is anticipated, but in the draft, like the the draft is such is such a misnomer, right? And they're gonna have to I, make yeah. these decisions before April. I think why don't they add a free agent, you know, a mid level to mid to low level free agent, and draft somebody? Because the thing with Winston, what's so infuriating about the analysis of Winston is like people say, well, just imagine if he ever cut down on his turnovers. It's like, what are well, we he's doing? He's not doing yeah, it. Like what the, are we... the, 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 <laughs> how much? Well, this is also what I said in rebuttal of that is that you had the damn quarterback whisperer come out of retirement. You've given him Mike Evans. You've given him Chris Godwin. You've seen Brashad Perryman come to life with him. And yet the turnover issue remains. So guess what? 
it's going to stick. Yeah. Like this dude ain't never going to put the seat down. So get used to sitting in the middle of the night in toilet water. That's the way it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's the same quarterback he's been since 2014. Like, what the hell are we doing here? That's it's the it's the dumbest analysis. Like, imagine Jameis Winston if he didn't have his turnovers. No, that's like saying, imagine, imagine what you'd look yeah. like without your head. No, I'd be like, imagine if I was six feet tall. Yeah. I'm never going to be six feet yeah. tall. Get used to that five two life, bitch. Exactly. All right, let's go on. I completely agree. <laughs> Topic makes me bananas. I I get it. You know this is this is so. I feel this in my core because this Ugh. is so. It's just so annoying. Like he, this is who the guy is. Footnote, Rojo. Thanks for twisting the knife. Well, what else do you expect? Blarg. It's week sixteen. Can we talk about Buffalo? No, I don't want. I mean, do you have any more shooting? I got just got no. too heated. I don't know. No, I don't like no, it anymore. That was, that was gorgeous. <laughs> the Bills traveled to New England and did not pull off an upset, even Shame. though, man, in the beginning of the watching this game, I thought Rex when Rex Burke had fumbled, I was like, it's happening. And then it didn't. And, because it, and it really didn't. Hope is poison. In this instance, hope was poison, but I don't I don't uh, subscribe to that as a philosophy. Uh, John Brown scored a long touchdown against the best cornerback in the NFL. So awesome. Love that. That was like the, that was the one thing that, you know, made it move for me here. Uh, so and we talked about like bold predictions for next year on one of our halftime shows. And I do think Devin Singletary could be a top five producer. Five is bold, but they wanted us to be bold. So like maybe a top 12 producer. Yeah. Um, I do think Devin Singletary, he has ripped off over 100 yards or at least 90 yards. And I think five of his last games against stiff competition, Denver, Baltimore, doesn't matter. He is getting it done. People want to talk about his lack of goal line looks, which is absolutely pertinent to 2019. But I have to imagine that changes in 2020 because yeah. I don't really know if I don't know if Frank Gore is oh, going to be doubt back. It, doubt it. And why not keep this rookie healthy? His name is Motor. He's moving the chains. And I think people are going to forget about the fact that Dev, people the narrative is going to be, oh, he doesn't score touchdowns. And so his draft stock is going to drop and he is going to be an awesome value for fantasy in 2020. I dig that analysis. And same way that we can say like, who is like Jameis Winston? You can't say who is he without the turnovers because the turnovers will always be there. I think Josh Allen, like, I don't know how much I trust him, but it also equally infuriates me when people are like, well, you take away his rushing ability and Josh Allen's like not good. It's like, no, the rushing ability is part of his game. You have to, you have to love the whole package. I love the whole package. You can't just man. love pieces of it. Uh, Julian Edelman is hurt. Who cares? The evil empire reigns. No, Housing. they'll, they'll be, they'll be bested in the postseason. I thoroughly believe that. Speaking of having been bested and, not going to see the postseason. Let's talk about the Rams who were wiped away by your 49ers. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Onions drive to end the game. Definitely made somebody see tears. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Sean McVay was apparently supposed to be uh, shook to his core at the end of that game uh, at this loss in particular. And big changes could be coming to L.A., you know. Yeah, there was a, there's going to be a shakeup. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but. He gets a new get As uh, <laughs> Charles Robinson and Therese Paler said on the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast months ago, Wade Phillips probably not going to be with the team next year. It's interesting, though, because their defense. And that, a report the about that came out. A report about that uh, came out this week yeah, as well. Yeah, from Mike Silver uh, from NFL Network. Um, I, I don't think that's the problem. I, yeah, that's interesting to me because I think. I mean, maybe just Wade's at the end of his career, but I think the defense has played well for for most of the season, but they have kind of crumbled here of late, and that's with adding a new piece like Well, they Jaylen also Ramsey. lost Akeem Tlaib early in the season. They traded away Marcus Peters because Lesney didn't want to, quote, play scared, right? They acquired Jalen Ramsey. Like, 
all, all of these moves take. I think the issue here is that this team had a very specific window and they have a lot of money locked up and they were moon shooting here. And you know what? They're, they like uh, like Jameis Winston are accidentally going to hit Pluto to harken back to one of Matt Herman's wittiest jokes. Sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Rams are definitely headed for a little bit of a shakeup, but still believe in the infrastructure of the team long term because I still think Sean McVay is a good coach. All right. Well, that will do it for week 16 and our Sunday show. We'll be back on Friday. Have happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe, eat well, receive and give. Follow us on Twitter while you're doing that at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Liz Loza underscore FF. That is at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And we are out. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> Auto Trader.